Hey friends, I have a special, special guest on today. Her name is Eliana and she is the host of Nothing For Granted podcast. She is a rock star. She is leading by example through the kingdom of Christ with this beautiful entrepreneurship. She's a homeschooling mama to four, an independent grant professional, and she teaches aspiring freelance grant writers how to launch and scale their business with a kingdom-focused mentality. You want to make sure you listen to this entire episode because Eliana shares all her insight about raising child entrepreneurs, about how to get started in entrepreneurship, at what age should you start teaching your kids entrepreneurship, how can you start to integrate entrepreneur mindset in your kids, and what type of entrepreneurial activities can you do with your kids? And we definitely got juicy with why is it important for our kids to know about entrepreneurship because isn't college enough? So stay for the entire episode and you might hear a special guest, my little daughter in there. But yes, it's all showing the beauty of working from home, having your own business, being a mama, embracing it all. So let's jump into this episode with Eliana. Aloha Mamas, you've made it to the Homeschooling Entrepreneur Mom Podcast. I'm Kavaya Quinn, RN turned full-time entrepreneur and homeschool rock star to five kiddos. I know you're frustrated with homeschooling. You know there's a way to make it fun, but you haven't figured it out yet. And you're overwhelmed with combining homeschool and making money from home. You're wishing for a way to integrate homeschooling and building a business while giving your kiddos the gift of entrepreneurship. So if you're ready to create a homeschool filled with fun and adventures while you're making money, get your favorite mama juice and throw your hair in a messy bun. Let's get to work. Aloha friends, welcome today. I have a very special friend here with me. Her name is Eliana. She is a powerhouse businesswoman, a homeschool mama, and now one of my best friends from afar. I feel like we got connected, instantly knew that we should be friends and just hit it off. But I will let her introduce her awesome self to you and what more she does. Hey guys, my name is Eliana. I'm a funding expert. I help visionary founders and freelancers unlock opportunities that are going to amplify their voices and widen their reach of their world-changing programs and events like my sister from another mystic who I mentioned. I'm a homeschool mom of four. I own a beauty academy along with my husband. I am the podcaster behind the Nothing For Granted show. And I'm just super passionate about advancing the kingdom of God in everything that I do. I like to say I'm kind of savage, but I'm super genuine. And I'm so honored to be here speaking to you all today. Yes, I love that kind of savage. <laughs> right. <laughs> because you can. You can yeah. be all of that. That is all a part of you. And one thing she is doing amazingly well is teaching her kids, not just teaching, raising her kids to be entrepreneurs. So definitely go follow her on Instagram. She has so much great nuggets to share with you all about granting, but also about being an entrepreneur, about all the things and I want to just jump into it. Tell my audience, how did you get started in entrepreneurship? Oh my gosh. 
So I actually thought that I wasn't meant for entrepreneurship. I um, worked in corporate America. And um, when my husband was like, yeah, let's start this business. I was like, oh my God, God, I don't know anything about entrepreneurship. And then literally just revelation hit. And it was like, wait, but your grandma was a lawyer and she owned pharmacies and she came to the United States and opened a CPA firm that's still standing 20 years later. What do you mean you're not an entrepreneurship? At the age of 16, you opened your own thrift store before thrifting was a thing. What do you mean you're, you've already done it? This runs in your blood. And um, my husband, he comes from a family of entrepreneurs as well. And it was just such a natural progression for us. And I thank God so much for that revelation because I really was so in my head about like, the glamorization behind entrepreneurship that social media feeds us that I was like, I can't do it. Like <laughs> I'm not cut out for this. And he was just like, you've already done it. Go, go jump, jump head first. This is not new to you. This is second nature. And it really, it's been such an incredible journey. Oh, power to your hubby, man, because that is huge for someone else to recognize it in you and to just build you up to realize like, hey, go and do it. I know it's scary. And I can relate very much to you because my grandma, she was an entrepreneur. She sold Avon like her <laughs> whole life. Um, and then my dad had his own little side business. He was also a carpenter, but I never looked at it as entrepreneurship. Right. right. <laughs> it was just like, oh, that's just what they do. And I went, I went and become a nurse. And that's what I thought you had to do, go to college, get a job, support your family and just live whatever way you can and survive. Mm -hmm. So I think that is huge to just see your journey, not only that, but also see the history behind your journey. And I truly believe your ancestors and the people who came before you, the generations before you, they have built so much in you before you even realized. Oh my gosh. They're so like, I got chills when you said that. I think that it's also a culture thing. Like, I don't know how it is in Hawaii, but in Dominican Republic, so many people are entrepreneurs because they have no other choice. You know what I mean? Like they either have to go out and hustle and make money however they can, whether it's plantain trees and sell them like in a cart or like making whatever crafts and artisanals they can, like they have to make it work for their family. And I think that we don't even really acknowledge or fully process the fact that in our culture, it's already instilled in us. Like entrepreneurship is instilled in us because it's just a natural way of life. I think that Western culture is just so focused on, well, let's raise employees and not entrepreneurs. And so, and tangent there. <laughs> <laughs> no, preach, preach it out because it's very true. Even if both of your parents were not entrepreneurs, let's say that it's still ingrained in you, especially even Hawaii in our culture, we're taught to hustle, to work because same thing, it's expensive to live there. So it is normal to see someone with two jobs, three jobs. And in that itself the hustling mindset that is entrepreneurship too just like okay I got to get things done even if you're still running a job but a lot of uh, people just almost get afraid of the word when they hear 
entrepreneur. <laughs> it's like, yes. and they don't realize they're probably already doing a lot of the skills and characteristics of an entrepreneur. Yeah. So tell me, I know you said you had four kids and I want to know, I want you to tell my audience, like what age should you start be, start teaching your kids about entrepreneurship? Yeah. So that was such a great segue. So my daughter is actually nine years old. She has been doing my nails for, um, a year and a half at this point. We started her nail class about, uh, last year when she was eight years old and she just has this natural talent. And we put her in this class really with the intention of getting my husband to help me more with homeschooling. Um, <laughs> so at the time, you know, at the time, um, he's, the director of a beauty academy that um so it enabled him the flexibility to say well i'm going to put my daughter in this class and i can keep an eye on her and etc and she just has this raw talent and just was so good and and it wasn't enough to be talented it was more for me about like well you can have the talent but i i've taught her this mantra of saying thank you but i could always be better. And I started really seeing an opportunity to start working with her mindset and to start working with her financial literacy, understanding, and um, just basic business acumens at such a young age. And then I will retract even more to that and say that we started with our kids from day one. She was raised in a barbershop. My husband used to keep her in a corner in a pack and play while he would cut hair and I was working America, he would cut hair and she would be there in the corner watching her dad cut hair. He would have my boys in baby carriers. And, and you think, well, they're just babies. They don't know, but they do. They pick up so much in customer service. They pick up so much in just financial transactions. They pick up so much in de-escalations. Um, I just remember my daughter being three years old and her saying, you know, um, good morning. This is Mika. Thank you for calling customer service. <laughs> yes, this is basic things that you don't think about, but they pick up on. And so how soon would you start your, should you start your children in entrepreneurship? From day one, you start teaching them just by leading by example, allowing them to be present at meetings. You know, I've had I've had legit funding interviews um, where I'm trying to make the connection for a client. And let's say a venue, for example, is one that I'm doing recently. Um, and I will let my boys sit in the room with me and hear the conversation super quietly, <laughs> super quietly. But I'll let them hear those conversations because it's important to me that they just start captivating all of that and retaining that. And and I can't expect them to exhibit behaviors that they don't necessarily or they haven't necessarily been exposed to. So I expose them to these things super early on. I expose them to the discipline that I put in. Um, my kids know if I'm coming into my closet office, I'm probably in a meeting and they'll say it. My, my three-year-old will say it. Oh, mommy has a meeting. Yeah, they know. And they, and maybe they don't understand the, the fullness of what that means, but they do understand this is something important and there's a boundary there. And I know you, you look like there's so much you want to unpack. <laughs> I'm like so much goodness. All in that from what you're saying, you know, starting them from day one. And even if you haven't started yet, start from today. Yeah. And 
it could be as simple as just having them sit and listen or having a conversation with them. If you have little minis, so I have a two-year-old, she's going to be three, and I have a one-and-a-half-year-old. And same thing, my two-year-old, sometimes you hear her knocking on my door, and she'll just come in, and she'll sit on my lap, and she'll just be like, you know, waving yeah. through the screen, and just, she knows that something is happening, but that right there is the start. You're exposing them, you're hearing them say I mean, you're letting them hear you say certain things and you will hear them say it back in the same context and it will blow your mind. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even and 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 sometimes we say to your point, maybe I haven't even started my business. No, but they are recognizing the discipline that you're putting forth in building this business. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was trying to teach my daughter to read and I was like, oh, she doesn't like to read. Like, why doesn't she like to read? And then I started thinking, okay, kids don't do what you say. They do how you do what you do, you know? Um, and so I was like, okay, I need to amp the amount of reading that I do around her. Yeah, and yeah. I started doing that. I started reading, you know, a different book every month. I'm at a one book a month kind of, kind of spiel. And, um, and automatically she's like, oh, I'm going to sit here and read with you. Yeah. Oh, all of a sudden she's interested in reading. If you, if you give your kids that opportunity of exposing them to these um, different aspects and elements of what it takes to build a business, you'll be surprised at how much potential they actually have and can exhibit. And it's the mindset. The thing with entrepreneurship is it is all a mind game. It's not even about, it's really not about the money. And I know how people feel when, when that's said, but it's really not about the money because an entrepreneur understands I could be on the mountain today. And if I fall from this mountain, entrepreneurship says, I know how to make an opportunity out of that fall and get right back up. Exactly. Yeah. That's what you're teaching them. Right. And it's so much more, I feel like has so much more of an impact with your kids because I, like I said, I grew up thinking the only way to get a decent income, like let's call it as it is, is to get a good job from college. And I have two degrees. I use none of them right now. I probably use the skills for like from them, but I don't actively use any of my degrees right now because what I realized was that is not going to take me to where I want to go as a family, my life, happiness, all those things. Like once you get the mindset of an entrepreneur, I realize like, okay, it's a journey. It's going to do the waves. We understand that. How do I keep going? How do I persist, be consistent? That's going to build you into such a greater person. And imagine your kids, when you give them that gift from the get-go, they're going to be even better than you, which is... Like, to me, that's the best thing is like, <laughs> am I doing good to my kids? And I'm pretty sure all the parents are thinking that too. Like, how do I help my kids in the next generation? Um, and it starts with changing the things that you've learned that you don't want to do or you don't want to repeat. And that is ultimately what it is. Hey, hi. Hey. Okay. Hey. <laughs> hey, you're so hey. cute. <laughs> She has no problem speaking her mind, telling us yes, she girl. does it in such a loving way, as you saw. Great example about mindset and 
not afraid to talk and do things and tell you what she wants, which is all entrepreneurship skills that. Yes. Yes. I love it. She is so just full in her identity. She's like, I need something. I'm walking into those rooms. Oh, hi. You're here too. Hi. Exactly. Exactly. Excuse me. Yeah. And then she leaves with, which is great because that's the segue to the next question. Like what kind of entrepreneurial activities uh, do you do with your kids? Other than I know your uh, nine-year-old is in school, you know, beauty school. Is there anything else you do too? Yes. So right now, so I just read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which everyone has been like, I can't believe you haven't read that book. Like I legit in a week, I had like three people tell me about it. And I said, okay, just shut up. I will read it. Like the, the month of March is the book. Like, oh, it's fine. So I I've gone through the book and I'm ruined, absolutely ruined to where now I'm like, I'll see a pair of shoes. And I'm like, is this going to make me money? No girl walk on right by like, (laughs) it's a wrap for that. And so I've been having that conversation with my kids just about like the difference between assets and liabilities, the difference between, you know, investing our money because with them, um, because we we're a pretty minimal family, uh, we really value experiences over things. And so, and my family now has come to really uh, come to terms with that. And so they'll give them money so that they could every Friday have like an adventure day and they can use their money there. And I'm having these conversations with them of how can you better utilize this money in a way that's going to make you money. So in the case of my daughter, for example, um, I remember her teachers like, there's this tones brush, Mika, this acrylic brush is like the brush you need it, but you go through brushes like nobody's business. So don't, don't make your mama buy that. What did she do? I was in a meeting and um, I was at the academy and the supply guy came because she asked her teacher to call the supply guy. And so supply guy comes, Hey Mika, what's up? And she's like, yeah, I need the tones brush because I understand it's the best brush and this is going to make me money. So I'm not going to make my mom <laughs> buy me this brush. I've got my savings. She brought her, <laughs> she brought her purse I and love she it. bought this $60 brush. And she said, mom, if I do three clients, I'll make that money back by the fourth client. I make more money using the same brush. And I said, yes, girl you go, you go, right, (laughs) right. For my boys, um, they all have dirt bikes. They're super outdoorsy kids. And so I tell them like, if your dirt bike costs this much, if, if you get into, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie, um, on Disney, like motocross. So Carson racing, I just tell them if you get like Carson racing, you can make money racing your dirt bike and then it'll pay for itself. And so what I'm really doing is just having these conversations and opening their mind to you can make money from anything, anything that you're good at or can get good at. There's an opportunity there. How can I help them identify those opportunities and identify how to monetize them in a way that will build them eventually residual income? Right. And, right. Cause that's, I mean, that's the goal. Who wants to be working forever, girl? Like, <laughs> Not exactly. And and that's the thing is teaching those words, you know, having those conversations, changing the way you talk about things. Um, I know for 
my oldest, if they want anything from the store, they pay for it because mom, like same thing. Mom's like, mm -mm. so <laughs> the only thing is when I have the conversation with them, I'm like, okay, if you want that, that's fine. But you have to pay for it with your own money. And what are you going to do with it afterwards? Like, what is it for? So we've gotten really good at not cluttering up our house. Um, that's one. But we also have got now really good at asking better questions with why do you really need so many things? Another stuff, you know, quality. And then how is it going to make you money? Because if not, then why do you really need that in your life? I feel like the world has gotten into such a materialistic style where they need more and more stuff. And then um, I'm on the opposite end going, what can we get rid of? Correct. And I think that there's a there's a, a key distinguishing factor here between understanding because I, I don't want to make it sound either that it's all about the money. It's not. It's about again, we're going back to the same thing. It's about the mindset, but also understanding and helping them understand that there's a like we we're talking about, kind of like a barter system. And and you kind of have to scale like, am I investing? this money because it's going to make me money or am I investing this money because it's going to bring me added knowledge, enhancing my skill set? There has to be an exchange in value there. And sometimes that value isn't always going to be necessarily monetary. Sometimes it really just is going to be mental growth. And I think that the benefit that we have is because we homeschool, we have more bandwidth to have these conversations with our kids. And they are more open to these conversations because they don't need a textbook in front of them to validate what we're saying. They see what we're living out every day and they know if we're telling them this information, it's because it's going to pay dividends long-term. Exactly. And I, I love how you say that because I always talk about conversations and I know um, one time someone said, that's all you do is you talk. And I said, no, not all the time I teach but it happens through this conversation where like you said as homeschoolers yes I'm talking but they are also talking with me there it's a conversation it's not them sitting at a desk just hearing me lecture and lecture and lecture they know okay they are open to asking questions having an opinion Sometimes I have to teach them how to respond to with their opinions, but <laughs> it's work in progress. <laughs> um, but you you really do see the benefits. So I'll give a quick, quick example because I know you're saying it's all about mindset. And as parents, one thing we realized was we really had to look into the words we were using as parents. And one was for my oldest way back before I did personal development, we used to always say, oh, he's shy. He's shy. He doesn't like talking. And it was true at that point. But then eventually he started saying that. Oh, I'm shy. I can't do that. I'm shy. And then we'd be like, no, you're not. <laughs> so we realized we did that to him. So now it was the thing we had to break. And we understood the power of words and how now we are working through like his, I think it was like six, seven, eight, nine, just trying to break the shyness until recently, I want to say within the last two years, he's 
gained the confidence and he understands like even just going to the food court and I'm sitting 10 feet away from him. I'm like, can you go order a lemonade? It was like the hardest thing for him to do to have a conversation. But once he did it, he was like, oh, it wasn't that bad. But we have to have that conversation. And then just last week, he's like, mom, I really want to go buy myself a snack. And I said, okay, well, there's a gas station right there. I can see you. I'm just not getting out of the car because the two babies are here, but I can see you go in and come right out. So if you want, you can go buy yourself something. And he walked, got out of the car, went to the gas station, bought his snacks and came back into the car. And I was like, I was surprised. I was like, that was awesome. And he's like, I did it all by myself, mom. I shopped and then I took it to the register and I got my, I knew how much to give him and I got my change and I walked out. And he was so proud. And I was so proud as a parent because now I'm like, oh, okay, it it really does matter what you're saying to your kids. It really does matter how you are talking to them, conversation, because that mindset from him going from, I'm too shy, I can't do it, to, okay, I'll go do it and just walk out, jump in and just, you know, do amazing at it. It's only a little thing, but think about your kids. What are they saying to themselves? And mm-hmm. where did it come from? <laughs> that growth, that growth is everything. I think um, scripture talks a lot about just the power that we have in our tongue. And um, and I love that story. I, I had not heard the last part of the story because you had told me the beginning part of it before and how you were working with him on that. But I'm so ecstatic to hear that he's gotten to this point where he's like broken out. But we sometimes forget, like, even when we're disciplining our kids, we'll say things that we really shouldn't say. And the the power that we have in our tongue, it's, I feel like not a lot of people understand that there's depth in that there's meaning when we talk about like manifestation, I don't know necessarily if I believe in manifestation, but I do believe in the power of the tongue. And I know when, um, in the mornings, every morning, on our way um, to drop off the little, the little two in at daycare, I have this custom of who wants to pray first. We'll read the verse of the day. Who wants to pray first? My three-year-old usually wants to pray first. He prays for his motorcycles and, <laughs> and every couple of weeks I'll try and implement something new. Like what about the kids that don't have motorcycles? What about the kids that don't even have food? And so I'll start implementing those things. And um, one thing that I have noticed in our prayer time that even they have started implementing is I always pray for God's business. God, this is not my business. This is your business. These are not my clients. These are your clients. Align me to your vision for them. Align me to the right partnerships, the right people. And I've noticed that even my kids are now starting to reciprocate those prayers as well, repeat those prayers as well um, over their skills and their talents and the things that they're passionate about. And again, what are you saying and where are your kids learning that? So I love that you brought that up. That was deep, girl. That was deep. (laughs) I I had to sit there in the car. I was in the front like, did you, you really bought all your stuff? (laughs) And I had to be like, I had to praise him and tell him how really proud I was. And I think that's also a part of it too, is do you give them the recognition that you truly believe? Because as parents, sometimes you go, good job, right on. And they're like, oh. You know, and it's really telling them, like looking them in their eyes and be like, I am so proud of you that you did that. And then help them reflect 
remember when you used to say this and it was hard remember that time it was really hard for you to go and buy the lemonade like remember and yeah and look at who you have become now and what how do you feel and when you have that conversation because you feel like as adults we don't even do that but when you start you know progressing through it with a conversation of where they started and the journey that really also helps them not focus on just the results but appreciate their growth and what they did and i love how your child is like praying for more and the business because my seven-year-old does awesome prayers like that at first it was just like thank you for everyone bless blah 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 you know we are and then now like he'll take a moment at the very end and he'll just really think about something and be like and he'll just thank or like bless something just random and i'm like i love it you know like I didn't I didn't have to say anything I didn't have to prompt nothing and then at the end he'll like peek his eye open he's like amen and he'll just like look at me and I was like (laughs) you're like you go baby holy spirit (laughs) way to bring that to mind (laughs) great prayer I liked it (laughs) and and that's huge for the kids um and I want to end with this one because I feel like we had such a great conversation today but why is it important for your kids to know entrepreneurship? I know we talked all about it, but I want you to explain like, why is it important? And from your perspective, isn't college just enough? Like that should be good. Ooh, we're getting spicy here at the go. end, y'all. We're getting spicy. Okay, so um, let's talk just globally or let's talk, let's talk nationally. Let's talk nationally. We'll keep it, we'll keep it here at home. So in the past year, we have been experiencing what's called the great, um, it's called the great, not the great recession, um, but something similar to that. And basically what regression, excuse me. So basically what it is, is people don't want to go to work. People are not returning to work. It's why you see now hiring at Taco Bell, just like at the call centers. It's everywhere. People are not returning to the office. They are acknowledging now that, wait a minute, I can build something for myself. Yeah, it means that maybe I'm not working eight hours. Maybe I'm working 15 hours, but at least it's mine. At least I can build wealth out of it. At least the sky's the limit and I can build residual income from this. I can build not just financial freedom, but freedom with my family. I can have balance. I can have fulfillment. And if you're like us, I can build a business with a kingdom focused mentality, meaning that I'm using my skills to advance the kingdom of God. And I don't have to feel bad about that. Sign me up. So if we're looking at holistically what's happening in the world economically, if we're looking at what's happening in the workforce, then we will notice that entrepreneurship is not the future. It's the present. And as we raise up tomorrow's leaders, how can you best prepare them for that? Entrepreneurship is not, it's not a buzzword anymore like it was a couple of years ago. It's not something that's unattainable. It's something that people are realizing. There's other people now that want to help you. They want to hold your hand through the process if you're willing to get the right kind of support and you can build an actual life out of this. And I'm talking about aside from Instagram, guys, stay uh, like get your mind out of Instagram and, and those lifestyles that you see. No, I'm talking about what does 
if you close your eyes, what does freedom in your family and fulfillment in your career look like? If it's not at your regular nine to five, then you need to start praying about God. Where exactly do you want me? Because I think that sometimes we get caught up in entrepreneurship is just like full-time. No, you can work a full-time job and still be an entrepreneur. There's side hustles for a reason, girl. So it's important because this is the now. Is college enough? I don't think so. I mean, you have two degrees and what you're using is the skills from them. What does college teach us? College teaches us independent learning. Isn't that what our kids learn in homeschool anyway? College teaches us how to start and finish things. Well, again, isn't that what we teach at home, whether you're a homeschooler or not? Start and finish your food. <laughs> like, let's get really basic here. Dinner time, guys. You start and you finish a movie, sit down on the couch. Like you're, you're learning self-restraint. You're learning self-control. You're learning how to navigate this new world of freedom. Why is it that the top 1% of all homeowners are homeschoolers? Why is it that the top 1% of those that graduate college with full ride scholarships are homeschoolers? Because they know they, they come into this and they're like, oh, wait, what? You need me to do this? I don't even need you. I know how to be resourceful. I know how to do the homework without you holding my hand through it, without a study group. I can figure it out. That's really what you teach in homeschool. That's what you teach in entrepreneurship. How do you figure it out? Critical thinking, problem solving. So is college enough? No, I don't. I, in my household, I preach, guys, if you don't want to go to college, that's totally fine. Mommy's in college right now, but not because I need it. Oh, literally the only reason, Kawhi, the only reason why I'm in college is to get that stupid piece of paper to show my family I finished. That's it. That's literally it. Because even in my own business, and I work with multi-billion dollar companies worldwide, I have not been asked for a single doctorate's degree. I've been asked one time for a master's degree. That's it. That's it. Because I show up with confidence. I show up and say, I know what I'm doing and I can deliver what you need. I approach the table with value. I know who I am. I don't, I don't need, I don't need college to validate me. Amen. And I hope that that answers your question, girl. Oh, not only did it answer it, like smashed it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know. Okay. I knew the first 1%. I didn't know the second one you, you said. I didn't know that. Like even the ones with full ride scholarships are, that's me. Yes. I had a full ride scholarship for my first degree. And it definitely did build that is the critical thinking, the independence just getting stuff done. And that is way more important because that will help you unlock it. So you don't need college to really teach you that. Um, and we're the same. We, uh, I tell my kids the exact same thing. It's funny because they're like, what is college? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we didn't have that conversation yet because it's not important to me. I'm like, okay, well, let me tell you what college is all about. And now when I explain college, I do not explain it to how I was bred to know it. For example, like you need college in order to get a job that will help you live your life and pay your bills. Like that was what was told to me. And then I just tried to find something where I thought I'd be happy doing 
I was like, okay, I can be, I know it's health field. Oh, look, I can become a nurse to help others. And I loved doing that, but I wasn't fulfilled and I was missing out on my family. And then I realized like, wait, I can do the exact same thing and still have my family and still make income and do all like, wait, hold on. Let me go do that instead. It was scary because it was going against the norm, but you get past that and you realize like, you can persevere like you you need to believe in you and like how you said so that that was the best way to end this because they just needed to hear that a lot of them need to hear that because a lot of my audience are on that edge of thinking like can I I'm not sure I have a lot of nursing friends who are very unhappy right now and they message me and they're like you know, it's so good you got out when you got out. And I'm like, you can still get out. There's no time frame. Like, you can do it too. And it starts with here, your mindset. It starts with the little actions you do, the little things you do. I know that we talk about, like, I'm not ready. Like, God, give me a sign. God's not waiting to give you a sign. God's waiting for you to move. Yes. Like, stop acting like God has to, you know, put a huge check mark on your front lawn and you open your door and you're like, oh, that must be God. Like, how else would this get here? I must, today must be the day for me to quit my job. Like, no, God waits for us to act in faith first. Yes. And remember, He walks before us. So once you say yes, the path is already laid out for you. All you got to do is walk in it. Right. You just got to do it. That's it. He will catch you. You just got to do it. Yes. I love that because we're teaching our kids faith more than anything, more than how to make money, more than how to live a life of freedom um, and a life that goes against the current of what the world is telling them. We're teaching them blind and bold faith because I don't want my kids to just be entrepreneurs. I want them to be kingdom entrepreneurs. I want them to use their talents to touch lives and transform people for Jesus. Like let's get to the most bare bones of it all because it makes no sense for you to have a business where you're making lucrative money and you're making zero impact. Right. It's that impact. That's that purpose right there is what is going to bring the fulfillment that God has in store for you. It's not the bank account. It's not like how much places you go and visit. It's that impact. And once the kids realize that, the next generation, once you realize that, you will see how how fulfilling this really is when you walk in faith. Like how it, it trumps all the scariness. It trumps all your fears. It trumps everything else. It's just like, there it is. That is why you do what you do. Oh my gosh, such good awesomeness. I am so excited for this. This is... I know we can talk forever and we will talk again. <laughs> but definitely, I'm going to leave you all with that. And if there's anything in closing you want to say, oh, please tell my audience where they can find you and connect with you and listen to your podcast and all of that. I will have it in the show notes, but let them know now. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, you can continue connecting with me on the Nothing For Granted podcast. I share all things funding and Christian entrepreneurship. So 
if this is what you're about, if you enjoyed today's episode, definitely come hang with me. You can hang with me on Instagram at Buffalo Ambition Co. Kawaii and I are constantly at each other's reels. So <laughs> join in on the action there. And I look forward to being back here. I hope you have a blessed rest of your day. Thank you so much for having me on here, Kawaii. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you. And like always, only you can make your day amazing. So go out and do that. Hey, mama friend, if this podcast inspired, encouraged, or gave you confidence to take action today, I would love for you to share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Kavai underscore Aquin. Then drop it in a message to another friend who needs to hear it too. The biggest compliment would be for you to take a minute from your busy mama day and leave me a review and subscribe. I'm so grateful for you and I'd love to keep this conversation going. The best way to connect would be in my Facebook group, bit.ly slash H-E-M support group. Till next time, lots of aloha. Goodbye.